what you want, when you want it, where you want it. This is The Mesh. U.S. health advisors want you to know your health coverage does not have to be complicated. If you aren't happy with your insurance plan, there are unlimited and comprehensive medical plan options available to you right now. U.S. health advisors offer solutions which can't be found anywhere else. They can even offer you the ability to purchase more coverage if and when you need it. U.S. Health Advisors offers fair rates and no surprises. Sounds nice, doesn't it? If you'd like to know more, contact U.S. Health Advisors at 828-554-3032 or by email at daniel.bryant at ushadvisors.com. We'll try not to like too much talk over each other, but again, we are girls and we are to disagree. <laughs> Welcome back to Chick Chat. I feel like it has been forever, and I feel like I say that every episode, and I apologize, but you know, we're working moms. We got to do what we got to do. We get to the show when we get to the show. Jeanette, welcome. Good to be here. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. My goodness, 2020. I know. Gosh, well, I know that you are um, dealing with a sick kid today. I am. Yes, I'm a little frazzled, so. <laughs> well, let's, let's uh, enjoy ourselves with some mom time then. Yeah. Wonderful. So how's your new year started off? So far, so good. A little busy, but, you know, it's fun busy. Kids picking up with sports again, so. Great, great. What's getting sports? back to a regular schedule instead of that kid home for two and a half weeks <laughs> sleeping in. Yeah, the the holiday schedule tends to throw everybody off, and then you've yeah. got to get back in the group of things, which is is even harder. So, right. um, my family thrives on routine, and so we're fine to be back in the groove of things. <laughs> um, I'm good with that. We too are in in the full sports swing of things. So that keeps us busy as well. Um, but I still, I mean, we're, we're at the end of January now, so we've got, you know, a couple more days and then we're in February and I don't know, January seemed kind of long, lots of stuff going on. Lots of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So let's just cut right to the chase. Like, okay. You and I talked ahead of time and said we had a few things we want to discuss on the show that are clearly pressing um, in the media, in the entertainment world. Um, But I do think we would be not doing our duty if we did not say that uh, an incredibly sad event happened last week or a few days ago, basically now, um, with the death of Kobe Bryant, his daughter, and seven other people on the horrible helicopter crash. Um, Jeanette, I know you come from a sports family. Mm-hmm. I come from a sports family. We've got sports kids. We both have sport enthusiast husbands. Um, what has the mood been like within your family upon this news, and how did you guys deal with it? Sunday, when we found out, it was it was heavy. I mean, it was shocking and then the more that came out it just was like a gut punch there were lots of hugs and kisses still continuing 
Um, even my daughter was like, why do you guys, you're like, what's wrong with you guys? You know, we, and she knew, she knew what was going on. She was obviously, she's obviously old enough to process. Which um, your daughter is how old now? She's 12. She's almost 13. So she's like 12 okay. and a half. So same here. Our daughters same, are the same age. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the same age as, as Gianna. Mm-hmm. And um, so it hit her and she plays travel sports. So it was another one of those connections. And so we explained to her, you know, as best we could, we love you all the time, but this really hits home for us. You know, we, we feel like you may feel like we overdo it on the love and the hugs and the kisses, but to us, it's never enough. Yeah. So she got it and she's accepting of it. Sometimes she's like, it's enough. It's enough. (laughs) But yeah. 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 But I mean, it was one of those things where you just, you know, it was, how do you process it? And I think we still are. It it really hit my husband hard. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, we were watching, had just finished watch, finished watching a basketball game. So the game was on, the TV was on like ESPN or something and the kids were in here and they're, they're playing and it's loud. And all of a sudden my husband sits up and he's like, what? And I look at the TV and I see it and I'm like, oh my gosh. And so it took a minute, like, no, it can't be real. It can't be real. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I think it was one of those where we're still processing as a mother. Mm-hmm. It, it hits extremely hard to, and I empathize so much with Vanessa. You know, I, don't, I obviously don't know her personally, but just the heavy heart I felt of her getting that news that not only her husband, but her child, mm-hmm. and she has a newborn at home and she has an infant at home who will likely never have memories of the two of these two important people in her life. And how do you, how do you deal with that? And, and not only that, but an older daughter who's able to process it all. And, yeah, you know, it's at what point do you say, you know, mommy duties have to take over because of the newborn, but at the same mm-hmm. time, I'm grieving the loss of a child and the loss of a husband and at such a young age. And, you know, they've been together since they were teenagers. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's, and then just watching all the tributes and looking at Facebook and everything, it, it's just, it hits you hard. And, you know, we're, we're both parents of girls who are athletic mm-hmm. and just the pride he had in his children and advocate for girls in sports, women in sports in general, you know, mm-hmm. that, that in itself is like, wow, he's, he took on the role of a girl dad pretty awesomely. And, he was going to do what parents do on the weekends when you have mm-hmm. kids who are in sports and they were going to a basketball game mm-hmm. and you know, it's, yeah, he's Kobe and it's his place. And, but he was also coach and he was also dad and it was just heartbreaking. I mean, I think we're still, I'm still in the whole, how could something like this happen? Type yeah. Thing. And on the one hand, you're like, if, if your if your teenage daughter has to go, go surrounded by love and with someone who loves her and is able to, you know, and my thought went to what were his thoughts in that moment? Was he trying to keep her calm knowing what was happening? And did he have time to process what was happening? You know, it's just, you go through all the emotions of what a gut punch it would be if you're ever in that situation. Like you don't want to put yourself in that situation or even have to imagine what it would be like, but you do, you're like, what would I do in that moment? Like, your priority does not become your life. It becomes the life of your child. Yeah. So, and the life of the others on that plane, because ultimately you probably feel responsible, but I know those, all those thoughts and 
those few minutes, the minute that they had, yeah. you just, you feel for them, you know, you feel the pain at the children and the fear that they probably had. And I don't know, it's a lot to process. It is. And I'm glad that you um, are taking the same approach. I feel like, I feel like we're on the same page with this. Um, you know, my, my husband enjoys watching the NBA. Um, we, I'm 40 years old. Um, Kobe was 41. Um, so, so ever since he's been in the spotlight, I've been old enough to recognize that he's in the spotlight. You know, um, we've kind of been on that same age range there. Um, but yeah, you know, really this, this, I get it. I know he's a legend. I know he's an icon when it comes to basketball, but really that's not been what's, what's been the loss for me. I understand it's a loss to that basketball community, but that's just what makes it real for people, right? Because whether you knew him or not, which majority of the world did not know him personally, right? Um, they, They can relate to him. And for a lot of us, we related to him through a family as being a dad. Um, you know, he, he stepped away from the basketball scene after he retired, you know, you didn't see him as much doing a lot of things. He had so much going on. He had a podcast called the punies. Um, he, um, wrote books, um, children's books. My kids got two of his books for Christmas this year, the basketball one and the tennis one, which is just seems really cool now too. Um, but yeah, the, the, the simple fact that we have children the same age as Gigi was and the fact that I'm Kobe's age essentially um mm-hmm. and the fact that they were doing something that was so real in fact it was so real to us I received a notice on my phone I get like a an alert you know with breaking news type things on my phone I received it Sunday um an alert and I was sitting at my daughter's travel basketball game watching them play while I received the alert and slowly you actually saw um, other people on their phones more and more through, you know, over the next 15 minutes um, of people looking at their phones, showing their phone to other people talking and stuff. And, you know, here I was at a travel basketball game watching my kid play and this had happened and I'm on the West coast. So I was, um, right here in that, that time zone, you know, where it was happening, but it was, it was just really surreal. And like, like you said, the, um, emotion of being a mom and I have two girls. So my husband is a girl dad, you know, and he is damn proud of it. He's, I'm pretty sure he wouldn't change that for the world. You know, at one point there was that time in our lives where it was like, you sure we shouldn't try for a boy, but you know what, what would have happened? We would have had three girls and, and that's just, that's, that would have been fine too. But it was, you know, he loves being a girl dad. And so those are the things that hit hardest. And, you know, these seven people that were on the helicopter with him, I think about that in the fact that Gigi was with her friends she with her yeah. girlfriends, who, as we know, at 12 years, 13 years old, is so crucial, you know, to, um, you know, it's where friendships are really 
formed, strong ones, bonds. It's a weird time in your life. You know, I don't care who your dad is or how famous you are. It's weird to be 12 and 13 years old, right? (laughs) Um, And so, you know, she was with her friends. And I mean, not that I would ever want, you know, this to happen to more than just one child or anything, but she was with her friends and they were going to do what they loved. And then they were with their families. And so, you know, there's a little bit of comfort in the fact that, you know, I've I've seen people say things like, oh, well, there's one hell of a one-on-one game going on up in heaven, you know, or, Mm -hmm. or look, they've got a three-on-three tournament getting ready to happen or something. And so, I mean, little things, it's, it's, nothing makes it easier, but you got to find some little solace and things like that. And of course, the outpouring of support that has come from the world for this, I think, um, you know, brought together all race, religion, backgrounds, everything, because there was some sort of connection to this for everybody, whether you're a parent, whether you're a basketball fan, whether you, you know, we're, we're just a, a entertainment junkie, you know, I mean, you, you, you found something in this that has been pretty remarkable to bring everybody together. I've loved seeing the comments about the encouragement of telling everybody you love them when you have the chance, telling the people that, you know, you care for, um, writing wrongs and everything else that's come for it. And, you know, maybe, maybe that's what the mission was, right? Maybe that's, what's supposed to come out of this. So it was horrible. It's, it's, you know, it's going to be something that people will, will not forget for a long time. I hope they don't. And, you know, like you said, I don't, I don't know if anybody listens to this podcast or not, who knows? And, and it doesn't really matter, but if the people that are listening, um, you know, we hope that, us talking about this for just a couple minutes before we get on to stuff that probably is just not as important. Um, just gives you a little break and, and, and know that we appreciate you listening to this show, letting us have an outlet to talk and to be moms and to vent and to have our guilty pleasures on here. And we appreciate you. We appreciate your time and listening and, and we, we hope that you'll continue to do so. But our thoughts and prayers obviously are with, the families and friends of all of those impacted by this, but also with the world who can be grieving in their own ways about whatever it is. So that is that it's, it's, it's a lot, it's pretty heavy, but you know, um, if one thing's come out of it too, of what I keep hearing some of his teammates and his colleagues and friends say is that, you know, the game's got to go on, keep going and keep doing what you're doing. And so that's what we're going to do. We're going to do our show as we, see fit. And we're going to talk about some, some pretty catty stuff and some stuff that matters to us might not matter to you, but it matters to us. And it is uh, it's good entertainment. So hopefully you'll stick around and listen to the rest of it because we're talking about all kinds of royalty today, not okay. just British royalty. Oh, we're talking about American royalty too. Okay. Okay. Girl, I want you to tell me if you are uh, if, if you were a fan of Brad Pitt and Jennifer, Jennifer Aniston together back in the nineties and early two thousands, I was, and I am. 
always been. Oh, you are. <laughs> You've been team gender. I am here for it forever. I've been team okay. gender forever. Okay. So, so we know that recently the SAG Awards, it's award season, you know, which is one of our favorites, right? So it's, it's award season. And um, at the, I believe it was the SAG Awards that happened, mm-hmm. uh, we, we got some inside photos and video of Brad and Jen having a moment backstage to where they're both single now. This is one of the first times that they've both been single and in the same place, right? That's what I understand. Okay. Um, what do you make of this situation? What do you make of the pair having a very casual, smiling, hand-touching, and grabbing of arm incident? So, I mean, they obviously knew cameras were on them. It wasn't like a private moment that we caught. So I think part of it was intentional. It is award season. It, it, what it made me think of, even though I loved it, I'm like, ooh, give me more. <laughs> <laughs> when is the wedding? Yes. So, um, it made me think of when Jared Leto and Lupita Nyong'o yes. were up for awards and everyone was coupling them right during award season. And it was kind of like the big thing to watch during award season, but they both win. They both, I believe won golden globe. So are they both going to win the Oscars? Are they going to show up at the Oscars together? Ooh, they've been out to dinner together. Mm-hmm. What a beautiful couple they'd make. It kind of reminds me of that, except they have the history. Jared and Lupita were just kind of a fun thing to watch. Like, are they or aren't they? Mm-hmm. I think this is the same thing, but they've, said they remained friends for forever for years and I mean we don't know what goes on for, with them I mean you've got to think if you love someone enough to marry them and to continue <laughs> to be friends with them who knows there may still be a little bit of a spark there I I know I um I just I can't help but wonder and in, in, in hope and dream of course because I too am Team Jen. Um, you know, I can't help but wonder if their timing was just off before. The first time? Right? Yeah. Okay. It just wasn't, I mean, maybe it just wasn't the right time. They were both still relatively young, right? They were young. They were still kind of finding their way in Hollywood. Um, they were they, kind of at the high point of their careers at that point. They had had their moments, yeah. but they weren't considered legends yet. Oh, you no, know? no, 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 no. But they were like in the Friends and I'm yes. just becoming like this bankable movie star. That's right. I'm, That's I'm right. headlining movies and I'm they're successful and I'm on a successful TV show. So, and And, you know, and that makes them, I think, appealing to people, right? Everybody was here for it. Everybody wanted to see the wedding. Everybody wanted the photos. Everybody loved the ring, all of that stuff. But maybe because the the timing could have been off a little bit because they were coming into the height of their success. That adds that extra stress to it. That adds a little too much drama sometimes. And then, and then Angelina comes along and is dirty and wears black all the time and all that. I mean, that's, she becomes that girl that gets in the way. And we have to acknowledge that the media plays a part in that, right? Um, 
you know, oh, they're doing this movie together and oh, they've got this on-screen chemistry and whatever. But I just wonder if the timing wasn't right. And now they've gone through their bad ones. They, they're, it's like they're the parents now, right? I mean, they, you know, they're now they're the, now they're the grownups. So they can look at each other and be like, you know, that's fine. Hold my hand as I walk by or yeah, go ahead. Like now's, now's the time we're, we're both adults now and we, we see clearly now that's what I'm hoping for. Yeah. I don't think they'll get remarried. I think no, they'll I be either. like a Kurt Russell, Goldie Hawn situation. If they end up together, they'll just end up together as life partners. I don't think either one of, they've both been through two marriages. This would be their third. Actually, it might be Brad's fourth because he was married. Was he married before? Was he married when he was like a baby? You know, like I don't know if I'm thinking of him or Tom Cruise. (laughs) I mean, Tom Cruise was married before Nicole Kidman. So yes, maybe I'm to to what's her name? She was famous. Yeah, and then George Clooney was married before. So I might be mixing them up, but it's at least number three for both of them, or it would be. I'm about to find out. I'm doing a little deep dive here. Um, she engaged, but no, she never only married been, Donovan Tate. Okay. No, he's only been married to um, Jen and Angelina. Okay. So it would be number three for both of them. Yeah. Yeah. But so, I mean, there's kind of something like we keep, it, does fate keep bringing us together for a reason type? Right. Now's our time. No other, is, there no, is there a reason the other relationships don't work out and... Is he her lobster? He's her (laughs) lobster. Even if he did have the I hate Rachel Green club. (laughs) That was the best club ever. Ross was part of it too. It was one of my favorite episodes. That was my all-time favorite. Every time that one comes on, I have to watch it. Same here. I love that episode. He plays such a phenomenal part. When he looks over at her and is just scowling and mumbling under his breath and staring at her and Rachel looks back and is like, oh my gosh, he's totally staring at me and like <laughs> really into me. But really he's talking about how much he hates her. I just, they, that was great. And that was, again, all of us in that age range watching that show were melting the whole episode, right? Because here they are on camera together and they're not together. And right. In the show, it was fantastic. I loved it. Um, yeah, you know, I think there's still a buzz around the whole uh, will the Friends cast have a reboot? Mm-hmm. And so people are still very interested in what Jen is doing. And Brad has had some really big hits recently in the movie world. And this year, especially, yeah. he's up for Oscar nominations and things like that for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And so, yeah, so the spotlight's still on them enough. And so you're going to catch these little things. And I'm like you, I'm here for it. I want to see more. And I think we're going to see more, even if they they tell us it's just as friends, which, again, I'm okay with. But I mean, in my mind, in my mind, I, I, I'm thinking they're really hanging out. To, yeah, I'd hate to really see him with somebody else. I want him to like bring his mom again to the Oscars, which he, I believe has done in the past. Mm -hmm. And then I want her to show up with no date. And then I want to see like, cause I have to think that Brad's mom probably likes Jen better than Angelina. 
I mean, right? They do have kids together. Those are her grandkids. I mean, you've got to like Angelina a little bit. Yeah, but they've gone through all that nastiness lately too. So the mom's probably like, you know what? Love the babies. That's right. Love the babies. Don't need the mama. (laughs) And so I wonder, you know, how cool would it be if if we were to see like a photo of Brad, his mom, and Jen, like hanging out, sharing a cocktail. I love it. It could happen. I'm totally here for it. We will. Or they could show up together. I oh gosh, don't even tease me with it because it's. (laughs) It's too deep. I don't think it would ever happen right now, but a girl can dream. Yeah, the way he was looking at that the television <gasps> monitor watching her, I was just like, oh, I melt. And she didn't I, even know. And, and it and was backstage for her. It was fantastic. Like, you know, if it's a celebrity stunt of, you know, of trying to get publicity, like, great, fine, whatever. But I can't help but wonder, why the hell do you need it? You're up they for Oscars right now. Yeah. You don't need this publicity. This was legit. This was real life. Like, that's that's my girl, and I'm watching her, and look at how great she looks, and look how happy I am for her. Have you watched um, uh, the morning show that no. Jen's done? No. So I have watched it, and I love it. It is, if you're a Jen Aniston fan, you'll enjoy it. Um, but seeing her and Reese Witherspoon together is pretty, pretty amazing. It's, it's quite the duo and it's not Rachel, you know, if that makes sense. Like it is, you know, for a while there, she was cast in all the rom-coms and those, those movies that she was just, um, a little typecast, but this is totally different. And for those of you that don't know, the morning show is on the new um, Apple Plus app that you can download and get. And there is a free trial, which I would encourage you to do and binge watch all these shows and then not keep it if you don't want to. But the um, the premise of this show, which I was not quite aware of whenever I started watching it, I just wanted to see Jen and Reese together. Um, it's essentially the Today Show when Matt Lauer gets the boot. Oh. Right. So Steve Carell is on there. And basically the first episode is people waking up to the fact that um, the popular male part of the morning show hosts, which is Steve Carell and Jen Aniston, Mm-hmm. The male side, Steve Carell, has um, been accused of sexual harassment by several people. And it, the news breaks and they have to, as they're going on air, come up with what they're going to say. And then she's up there by herself and um, the network realizes they need to change and they need to switch this up on how things are going on this network. And in comes Reese Witherspoon, who is a small town never been on national television, only does local news um, girl on the scene things. And she gets recognized and put into this position kind of um, without knowing what she was getting into and starts up a big stir. So there's just a lot of little stories going on. There's some humor in it, but it's definitely pretty um, timely and dark. Um, But if that stuff interests you, I'd go check it out. 
We'll have to check it out. Yeah. Absolutely. So we both know what we want out of that. Now, here's the big deal. Here's what we really came to talk about today. Here's what people expect us to talk about today, Jeanette. I know. I'm still a little frustrated by this. So I'm going to need you as the fan of Megan to give me the lowdown on, give us a little breakdown on what has happened with Harry and Megan since the last time we were on this show. So they have decided to step away from seen as senior role Royals, meaning they won't be living in the UK and doing events, ribbon cuttings, handshaking on behalf of the queen. And they've also lost, they maintain their titles as Duke and Duchess, but they are no longer referred to as their Royal Highnesses. So pretty much following in the footsteps of Diana, where she has a royal role in the royal family, but it's also, I can step out and do my own thing. I can be my own person. I don't have to follow the royal protocol anymore. Harry, obviously, is still part of the family and have with Meghan having married into it is as well, and as is Archie of royal bloodline. But they have decided that the royal life is not for them. So they packed up their bags and moved to Canada and have decided that they would prefer to live life as, I don't know if they'd so much commoners, but just not senior royals. Well, all right. So let's break this down here. So I get what you're saying. To to really put people in perspective, you refer to it as like Diana did. But Diana got divorced. She did, yeah. So I think of that as naturally being like, screw all you guys. Here I go. Yeah, I get it. I've got kids that are about to be the, one of them is going to be the future king. So I have to kind of keep my toes in the water a little bit. But to me, the divorce thing seems a completely different role. So I look at this as Megan's fault. There, I said it. I think Megan was supportive I don't think this was Megan's fault. I to to me by saying well, this is let's all take Megan's away doing. Let's take away the word fault. How about this is Megan's doing? I don't think I agree with that either. And I only say that because I, there happened to be a special on ABC last night, and I watched <laughs> the whole. And my husband watched it too, which was weird. I was like, "I'll tape it. You can watch something else." He's like, "No, this is fine." But um. <laughs> Here's what I'm saying. To to put it all on Megan kind of says that Harry does not have a voice in the matter and that Harry just follows whatever Megan wants. And I don't think that's do I think Megan was unhappy? Absolutely. But do I think she had a reason to be unhappy after seeing all the details and his interview with, with friends and some journalists who weren't sensational journalists like Pierce Morgan? And just talking about what life is really like on the inside. I get it. Like it's, you know, they even went so far as to say the, the, the media here was brutal to Megan. And, you know, they don't like to be called racist or whatever, but let's compare headlines. 
Megan takes a pic, or Megan's friend takes a picture of avocado toast that Megan made for her. And this is just an example that Megan made for them as for breakfast. And all over the headlines, it was, oh, she doesn't care about um, the world and avocados or, you know, whatever the, the thing is with avocados, she got blamed for posting for eating avocados. Meanwhile, a headline about Kate and William bringing Kate avocados because she has morning sickness was praises. Oh, Kate's getting avocados. William's such a good husband. Hope this helps. And then another one with both of them wearing one shoulder dresses. Actually, I think um, Meg or not Megan's, but Kate's was strapless. It was one of those off the shoulder type dresses. And Megan was a one shoulder thing. Kate getting said, oh, she's bold and daring and beautiful and, and, and off the shoulder and strapless dress. And Megan's was, she looks trashy. She's trashing the royal family. What is she doing to the royal family? So they kind of did side by sides of the exact same thing. But then why is Kate being upheld a different way than Megan is? And they were all saying we should have seen the signs of this coming into it with them not wanting Archie to have a royal title, with Harry saying things like he admired how his cousins Eugenie and Beatrice could live their own lives um, outside of the, you know, still be part of the Royal family, but they're able to have their own jobs and do their own thing. They don't have to, they're not under the same pressure he is. Um, And then like saying, you know, they even said, you know, let's be real. We all know why people were upset with that. Megan didn't, post the pictures or come out of the hospital like Kate did when she had the hospital and they waited and did it on their own terms. They're like, because what really people really wanted to see was what color was the baby. That's what everybody wanted to see. And he's like, they're like, you know, they call Megan things like exotic and people post pictures of a family walking out of the, 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 um, the hospital with a monkey as a baby and it's supposed to depict Megan and Harry. He's like, so living under that constantly for the little time she was here, imagine if they had stayed. And so Harry has always had this issue with media because of his mom. And he didn't want it for himself. He didn't want it for his wife. And he definitely does not want it for his child. So they are saying, you know, we should have seen it in the, in that Royal, that African tour ITV documentary that they did. The writing was on the wall then. It's like, this is not something that they went to Christmas and decided this has been in the works for months because anybody would be unhappy under that, under their circumstances, whether it's Megan's family coming out of the woodwork to dish on her, um, you know, friends, you know, there's nothing that Megan, there's nothing Megan could have done to, for people to be like, oh, she's great. She's fabulous. Now, what she did was breathe life into the royal family, but she was challenged all the way by outsiders. Like, yes, the royal family may have welcomed her, but England did not. And, you know, the me- they were saying, you know, the comparison started immediately with Wallace Simpson. And, you know, let's be real. Harry did not walk away, did not give up the crown. Harry was not going to be king. And right. I think I went through all the emotions when I found out like, oh, that's so sad. They're going to step away from the royal family and do that. I'm like, but really, I'm not thinking. It's not like Harry was ever going to be king. Um, they're not asking to be supported. They want to make their own money. So I think to say that was mad at Megan a catalyst, I think her happiness was certainly a catalyst. I think she's fragile. I, I, I certainly think that. And I think Harry as a husband and a father 
wants to do everything he can to protect his family in a way that his mother was not protected. And if that means that they have to step away for a while and regain their footing as just a family and be able to be a family, then that's what he wants to do. And all reports are that from his friends are that Harry, they haven't seen Harry this happy in a while, that he's smiling, that he's relaxed. It's, you know, and it's not like the paparazzi's going to go away. Their eyes, if anything, it's going to be more. But, you know, they're not, she doesn't, she no longer has to be, she's, you know, you name it Mexit. So it's like, even then, it's like, you know, as, as much as we want to put it on Megan, she's not the royal. So, yeah, she could have said, I don't want this. But Harry could have very well said, you knew what you were marrying into. This is the life we've chosen. We're doing it. And if you don't want to do it, fine. You can step away and not do any events. But this is my life. And this is what you married into. So, I mean, was she a catalyst? Certainly. I think, though, this was all Harry's doing. So you said it already. You said that, um, you know, uh, you used in the term that Harry could have been like, hey, this is what you signed up for, right? Right. I think that's honestly where a lot of, especially the um, British society, right? Um, People that actually live there, people that actually have him as their (laughs) royalty because... It doesn't matter to us, I guess, but the the people that <laughs> live a closer to you now. <laughs> I know, I know. Um, but I think that, you know, from day one, there have been issues with how Megan has taken to the royal customs, if you will. There's been reports from day one about difficulties that she's had staff that she's been through, um, things that she basically kind of brought up and said no to or dismissed, right? So I think there's, that's what caused the, the tension in the first place. Um, but, you know, I mean, you have to think back. I mean, Kate, yeah, Kate gets a little bit different treatment now, because Kate's been groomed, right? Kate's been a part of this family for a long time. But remember those pictures back in the days? I mean, when she was out partying at the clubs and stuff like that, you know, I mean, she caught some help for that too. Um, They just didn't happen to be married at the time. Um, But, you know, Megan kind of popped onto the scene real, real quick, like, and then boom, they're married and boom, she's trying to change a lot of things. Um, within her daily life, you know, and yes, Harry could easily say, you know, this is, this is what you signed up for. If you don't want to do it, sorry for you. But I just still, I will still stand behind the phrase I've said all along that Harry loves Megan more than Megan loves Harry. Now, like I said, I've never claimed that she doesn't truly and genuinely love Harry. It's that's not what I mean. It's more the matter of mm-hmm. who wears the pants in the family. It kind of came across that it was her. And I have read several articles that basically that's the way the British people feel um, is that, you know, Harry should have uh, taken better steps to 
make this work in a different way that didn't involve them stepping away, if that makes sense. Um, so I've mentioned before that I have a British. So what, was their, what was their other option? To what do you mean? Like, I mean. Other than stepping away? Yeah. Well, what maybe there is. I mean, but, but maybe there is some different ways to go about things in their own day-to-day life. Like, hey, Megan, you know, let's get you a little heads up on some of these things that are about to happen. And here's what the royal tradition is of how we have to do it. You know, it's kind of the way it is. You know, there was tiffs from day one between um, the the siblings, right, as they got married. Um, not saying that everybody has to love everybody from, you know, the, everybody's different people. But it seemed like um, Megan kind of didn't, again, I'm not there. So what I'm reading and seeing was that people were feeling like she kind of came in and started trying to make all these changes and and that Harry was not kind of stating that this is how it's done. But he's always been the wild child and kind of doing his own thing. I think people are a little upset because he's Diana's youngest son. He's the most popular royal. And they feel like, again, he didn't divorce the family. <laughs> it's still his family. And no. my opinion is when, when and if William becomes king, they'll be back. They might even come back when his dad takes the crown. I think they need to step away. I think Harry's mental health has always been fragile since his mom's death at an early age. He's mentioned the pop. He mentioned the paparazzi more be, even before Megan. He's always had an issue. We talked about some of the things that just the things he's done, just coming to Las Vegas and doing weird things, and and then now you see your wife going through some of the same mental health issues and probably close to depression. I mean, it's hard to wake up every morning and go out there and shake hands with people and then come home and see headlines in there about how you hugged somebody or you did this you know and it's like I can't win for losing what more can I do and I'm sure there were a lot of tears so at what point I mean I think any husband would say this is enough I'm not in I'm in line to be king but I'm not going to be king I'm not abdicating the throne all I'm saying is I want to take my family and get away for a while and not have to do 150 things a month or a year shake hands, cut ribbons, do this thing and have people criticize me and my wife and my son while doing it when all I'm doing is my job. So if that's going to be how it is, I'm going to go to Canada and live our lives and we'll set our own terms. We'll do things the way we want to do them. We'll choose the events in the, in the charities that we support. We don't want to live off your dime because you obviously have a problem with the way Megan's living off your dime. So they're already independently wealthy and now they'll make even more money. So, I mean, I think any husband in that situation would take their wife's feelings into consideration when it's, you know, yes, I understand the family is accepting her, but if a whole country and tabloids and Pierce Morgan's on TV every day blasting you and inviting your family to dish dirt on you, you've got to at some point say, I give up, you win. You wanted her gone. She's gone. But guess what? I'm going with her. And I think that's what Harry did. He said, you don't like her. You don't want her. But I'm part of the package now. So if you don't want my wife, you don't want me. We're leaving. And so I think that's where 
people are taking exception to it is because he called their bluff. He I chose Megan over, over them. And I, I do get that. I, I understand where that's coming from. But what I think we have to remember is that we're seeing things from the American side of stuff. Yeah. We don't have a monarch that, you know, we don't have that type of society. Right. Um, we saw the deal or no deal girl get selected to be married to Prince Harry. Right. Um, right. The girl from Suits, the girl that did make out scenes on TV and everybody saw it. Right. Um, you know, I, as I've mentioned before, my brother-in-law is originally from England um, and actually worked at one point under the Queen's Guard. Um, and, you know, we we texted him uh, and my sister-in-law whenever all this was going down. And she said that, honestly, you know, he's he's pretty ticked off. Like he feels like it's a little bit of a smack in the face. Um, towards their society as a whole because of what things were founded on and grounded on and what they have been taught all along to respect and to look towards was this monarchy, even though, as my husband would say, like, it's not a real thing. Like, it's, you know, my husband, he laughs at the fact that I get caught up in all this stuff because he's like, you realize they have no power. Like, they're not. Right. They have a parliament. They have a prime minister. (laughs) Exactly. Like, they don't do. have free elections. (laughs) Right. So it's sort of like a society thing. If you, if you wanted to make it sort of layman's terms, it's a society thing, right? Mm -hmm. And so I think because sometimes they look to that family as, you know, each generation relates to them in a different way. Um, you know, Queen Elizabeth being a, a, a young female that was thrust into it and at such a young age and has survived this long as queen. Um, you know, the different relationships that she's had with prime ministers over the years. Um, you know, her little spunkiness that, you know, they kind of have grown to love, I guess. Um Prince Philip being like the crypt keeper, you know, who's goodness gracious, yeah. like bless his heart. I, you know, he can't help, but, but love him for kind of standing by his, his wife, but being so frail now. And, and then of course there comes the Diana thing and everybody kind of lived through that and stuff. And while we all were in, engulfed in that because it was so charming to watch these Royal weddings and then unfortunate to see the death of Diana and the, the issues I think it's different for British people. You know, this is their society that they're supposed to be looking to for in examples and in things. And then to have somebody of their own to basically be like, "Mm, you know what, guys, we don't really want to be a part of you anymore. He, my brother-in-law, considered it kind of a smack in the face, Um, especially because of his generation, how much they look to William and Harry um, as just role models, but also they were kind of, I mean, yes, we know that William is a little more staunch now because he's going to be king. He has to be, he's being groomed for this. Right. But I mean, everybody's always loved him, right? It's always been William and Harry. And that's kind of the dynamic duo that's going to make our country, meaning Great Britain, you know, is going to make this country 
uh, and take it to the next level. You know, people are waiting for this. My brother-in-law said numerous times, they have no desire to have Charles be the king. You know, they would be just fine if Charles either, you know, chose to not take the, the, the crown, you know, whenever the time came to be, or they all take solace in the fact that he's already getting up there in age to where he will not have a very long reign. And they're all awaiting the time that William takes it over because they consider him a hero. They consider Harry a hero. They consider those, these brothers to be, like I said, the next generation of this society that they are supposed to be molding their country after. And then one of them decides to kind of split and, he yeah. just, I think he was just a little, he, he, as a person who grew up as the same age as these boys, you know, and being told and then worked under the Kings or the Queens guard that he just was offended by it, you know, yeah, and I, 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 I don't, I can't relate to that because yeah. I, I don't live there and I, it's not my, they're not my monarch. Right. And I get that, but honestly, all he did was quit a job. He chose yeah, but, a job to go start his own company. But that's, that's really easy. That's easy for us to say, though. But I mean, if we think about it, he didn't say, I no longer want to be known as, as Prince Harry. He just basically said, I don't want to be a senior role, royal. I don't want to do that. He wants to be like Eugenie and, and Beatrice. They make their own way in life. Nobody considers them lesser royals because they live their own life and have jobs and make their own money. But for some reason, I understand why people hold Harry to a higher standard, but that's essentially all he did is say, I don't want to be supported by the sovereign crown anymore. The sovereign trust I'll make my own money. I mean, and I guess, I guess they're right. It was a slap in the face and maybe intentionally so by Harry again, because you're basically you're, you love me, but you don't love my wife. So as long as you're going to continue to make life difficult for her, I'm always going to choose the side of my wife. So if that's the way it's going to be here for her, I can't be here. So he's probably right. Maybe it was an intentional slap in the face of until you get your act together and learn that you can't have me and not have without her, then we're going to step away and I'm going to make sure that she's okay. I'm going to take her somewhere where she can be protected and not have to live this day to day, waking up and being, you know, thrust in the spotlight simply because she ate avocado toast in the morning for breakfast. So maybe he's right. Maybe it was a slap in the face. And I think he was driven to it. I think had, you know, they welcomed Megan with open arms and said, we love you. You make Harry a you know, better person. We love seeing you together. I think maybe he, they probably would have stayed. But the fact that it was just too difficult, he, he intentionally said, yeah, I'm, I'm gone. I'm going to take my family with me. But I do think there's some room for them, some wiggle room for them to come back, whether it's when Charles takes over and he's given a different type of role or when William comes, takes over and he's, he comes back and says, I will support you as king. Well, I, I hope that's the case. I hope that he does come back to a little bit more active role. I mean, I personally, whatever. Like, I mean, it's not like what I say is going to make him come back. You know? <laughs> but I, and, and I get and I do 
appreciate someone who would be looking after their wife. If that's the the honest truth and the reason why, then I can appreciate that. Right. But I unfortunately think it's going to be pretty hard to undo. Um, if, if Harry's sitting around one day and is like, you know what, William's going to be King tomorrow, you know, coronations tomorrow, right. Coronation day. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, now's the time. I want to, we, we need to be back and be active into this. Well, I think it'll be, ha- it'll happen before that, but. Well, but I'm saying in a figurative speech yeah. of things, I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be a rough road for them to try to backtrack on any of it. Um, not, and I don't mean backtrack in a negative way. I mean, just to go back to anything or to have even more involvement, you know, reverse wise or, um, you know, it's. I don't know. I I think there's there's some of Kate probably that deep down is like, uh, what you got a break, you got to take a break, you know what? Why do you think you should come back now? You know this was you wanted you you chose not to. So no, thank you. But I have been hearing that his dad and that Charles and William have been reaching out to them more often now with more love and support and saying, you're always welcome back. You know, take the time you need. Your mental health is more important. Take the time you need, but you're always welcome back, which makes me think there's going to be new roles. And I do think Archie will at some point be given a title. I, I mean, as, as much as I love the queen and I, and I don't want to talk, I think she's just old school. Yeah. And when William or even Charles becomes king, the rules will will relax. They'll become a little bit more of a modern royal family. Well, and, and I think that's what they'll people feel more were, comfortable in that type of role. That's what I believe people were waiting on. And to 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 them, they see Harry stepping away from it and they're worried that it's not going to happen now. You know, okay, we were really waiting and hoping, <laughs> you know, yes, we know Harry's not going to be the king. We know that. But with the, as I said, the dynamic duo of William and Harry, which they are often referred to as, right, you know, a package deal. I think people were just anticipating like, oh my gosh, if we can just get through Charles, <laughs> like a little bit, you know, again, I I know Charles has relaxed a lot over the years and whatever, and it's fine, but I do think that people were just waiting for that day when Harry and William will take that modern approach and role. And Harry, while not the king, is going to still be one of these trusted people that they look to. And so now it's like, oh my gosh, like we're losing it a little bit. We're losing our, our, our modern day heroes, you know? And, and I guess that's, that. I mean, I get it, you know, if I lived there, but that's that's my opinion of what they are looking at it as. Like, oh my gosh, we lost them to Canada, you know, like what it's gonna be difficult. And now, you know, the other day Megan has her picture taken walking Archie and a dog or whatever out and about, and they get all ticked off about her having her photo taken there. And I'm like, look, like Well, because the guy flew over from the UK hid in the bushes and took the picture. They were supposed to be on private property and there's supposed to be different laws in Canada about how you can get the pictures. So I think they, that was part of the violation and you like, look, you know, 
But you guys are still you, doing it. We've moved a continent away and you're still bothering us. Well, of course they're going to be bothering you right now. You just stepped away from the freaking royal family. Like you are. But what was the, the topic? And the, the, the whole point of that picture was, oh, she's not carrying Archie right in the, in the thing. And it's like, she can't, she takes her kid and a dog out for a walk. She's not expecting to have her picture. And oh my God, she has on whatever they call it, a torque or whatever they call it. One of the skull cap, you know, and in, Canada, she's wearing a hat and she's got on, you know, it's like, yeah, people. but it's like, just like, this is why I left. Yeah. And that's pretty much what Harry's saying. This is why we left because and, you and won't leave us alone. I know it's cliche to say, and I, I understand, but I, I do still stand behind the, you did kind of sign up for this. And, oh, absolutely, and I, I I hate that you go through scrutiny of anything. You know, as much as I'm not a Megan fan, I don't want her to be scrutinized by people because of what she's wearing or anything else, right? Like that's I not. I think it was more than that. I think it was bullied. She was bullied. She was bullied. And so is Jennifer Aniston. So is Brad Pitt. So is <laughs> you know. So is our president. So is you know Barack Obama. So is that you know. I mean, people sign up when they sign up to go into public and put your name and face out there. She was bullied as an as a a, a person on suits. I guarantee you. You know. Yeah. Um, and so. I don't know. It's just a matter of, you know, I, I just feel like she had a little bit of her pride hurt by her power being taken away of what she got to do in her day-to-day life and, and didn't like it. Yes, the scrutiny of photographers and paparazzi and everything's horrible, horrible. But I've seen pictures of C-list actors and these, like, it's a photo of the paparazzi taking photos of the C-list actor. Like, I'm sure you've seen something yeah. like that where they say, here's what it looks like to follow so-and-so, somebody that's yeah. been on, like, Dancing with the Stars, right? And it's ridiculous. I mean, there's 20 people following them, and they're a C-list actor. Like, you are married to Harry. People going to follow you, and then you leave, and you, you know disrupt a lot of stuff whether it be in a negative or a positive way it doesn't matter it's disrupted things then yeah I, I don't I don't say I'm not saying I agree with it but unfortunately it's going to happen <laughs> do you think people are more upset because he left or because like your brother-in-law a little bit of the shine has been taken off of the royal family like maybe all the grass isn't greener over there maybe it's not so easy being a royal and Maybe life's not all it's cracked up to be. So well, I, do you think maybe that's a little bit of it? That I people's think, image of them has been shattered a little bit because Harry's like, I'd rather live in Canada and be on my own and pay my own way than be part of this family right now. No, I honestly believe that that happened a long time ago when things, you know, come out whenever Charles married Camilla right? And everybody knows the details of what went down about the mistresses and the affairs over the years. Things like The Crown, um, the show on Netflix, you know, have really opened up people's eyes to what happens in there. Um, I don't think you haven't watched that yet, right? No, you should totally watch it. I mean, it's very eye-opening and a lot of it is comes from accounts of people that were there, you know, so there is some truth to a lot of this stuff. And, you know, I think the shine was, was taken off 
a long time ago. I think people are upset because of what they were hoping the future was going to be um, to maybe bring the shine back was going to be, be that. was going to be William and Harry, you know, and people love Diana, you know, I mean, look, look at this. If we're going to make these connections, you know, people loved princess Diana, right? Mm-hmm. But that paparazzi still followed her and that paparazzi still ruined quote unquote their, you know, their life. And ultimately is what led to her death. Um, and you know, uh, it's it's now that was things were happening when people were popular. So it's it's been happening for years, right? Um, you know, there was so much scrutiny whenever uh, what's his name King whoever decided to abdicate to go with Wallace Simpson. You know, yeah. it's there's a lot more details to it. I learned a lot watching The Crown. Thank you, Netflix. But you know, I I just feel like that. Um, it's unfortunate what they've gone through. It's unfortunate that they have this new baby, a beautiful baby that should be, you know, safe and happy and healthy. And they have to do this extra to protect him. You know, I, I hate that this paparazzi has caused issues like this. Um, I just wish that things were maybe handled in a different way to where Megan could, could be a little more accepting of, unfortunately, what she signed up for. So here's another thought that goes into it. Megan is 38, will be yeah. 39 maybe this summer. Somewhere, yeah, around there. So there could also be some consideration for her health and her stress levels in trying to have another child if they want a second child. I mean, she's getting up there to the age where you're considered a geriatric pregnancy or right. you know, with extra complications. So this could also be part of that. She's very stressed in the UK. She's very depressed in the UK. That could be part of the issue of, do we, are we able to have another child now? Should we, ha- should we have another child now? We don't know if they've experienced something personal. So this could also be a let's step away. Let us live our lives through this time period. Maybe have a second child, whether we adopt or have another child or if we adopt and have another child of our own. Let us have time to do that and grow as a family and get strong and secure as a family unit. And then we will come back into the fold. Um, I think the fact that they didn't lose their titles is telling. So, I mean, I think, you know, there's still that door open. And the fact that the queen said family, I don't know how many times in her press release, tells you that there was something more there than a job. I'm quitting. I'm resigning my job. There was obviously something that she heard from Harry in those conversations where she wanted to reiterate to her the fact to not only Meghan and Harry, but to the UK and everyone there saying, this is my family. They're always going to be part of my family. They'll always be, be welcomed back. So I think that was intentional. It was very grandmotherly. Um, it was more of a, we're, our family is going through something right now. But, you know, we still support this decision that they've made. There are going to be some things that have to change due to this with their request. But we respect what they want to do as a family. So there could be some underlying issues there where the paparazzi, yes, is part of the the cause of the problem. But the underlying issue is we want to have a safe environment 
a stress-free environment to expand our family a little bit more. Because again, we don't know what she went through with her first pregnancy or if they've had some unfortunate events happen in trying to create, a, you know, another, another child. So there's a lot that we likely don't know that led to this decision. So in, in closing of this, <laughs> what do you think is going to change for Megan and Harry now? I think they'll get a chance to live as normally as they can as a married without the glare and the responsibilities that come with being a royal. I mean, I, I whatever I read, or I don't know if it was on TV or I read this, uh, how many engagements just Harry alone had last year and how many Sophie of Wessex will have to be picking up because of Harry's absence and how many Megan have. I mean, that's a lot of work. So I think they'll get to schedule, have their, create their own schedule and work, you know, when and where they want to and how they want to. I think the Invictus Games is going to, you know, be a big thing of what Harry does and Megan will get to find her footing. I think she's going to learn how to be her own person and then they'll learn how to be, a, be form a stronger family unit as a family, as a couple and as a family, and then say, okay, this is what we've done. And we're ready to come back now because our kids are either in school or wherever, whatever's happening. And, but these are the terms, you know, we want to continue these philanthropic things that we've started. And um, we don't want to work. I don't want to be gone to 250 engagements overseas and then have to go to Australia for three weeks. And, you know, I don't want to do those things. So I think it's, it's going to, be a little more of a, it's almost like you don't know what you've got until it's gone. They'll realize we are an important part of this family. We are popular, but you know, we've got to have a chance to, to get what Kate and William were able to do kind of just be themselves. And, you know, Kate grew up in the UK, so it's probably different for her, her, her idea of it. And she probably knew going into it, what she was getting, get signing up for, but I mean, they dated for a lot longer so I think that's what's going to happen. I think they're going to grow. They're going to find their footing. And then they'll say, we've matured. We're stronger as a family. We, you know, and we're ready to come back. And I think it'll be, ba- I don't think they'll jump back in full, you know, full-fledged right away. There'll be baby steps along the way that we'll see, whether it's an engagement here, an engagement there, and then all of a sudden it's you know, he's going to pick up this engagement again. They're now on a royal tour of Australia again. So I think I think that's what will happen. And then Charles, or by the time, definitely by the time Williams takes over the crown, they'll be full members of the, of the family again. So, so what I hear you saying is that Megan needed a timeout. Pretty much. I think Harry did too. I think Harry needed a timeout. Harry's been a working royal since he was 12. Yeah. And he lost his mother. So, I mean, he's never really had a chance to grow. I mean, he was acting out. Let's be honest. He's been acting out forever. Then he had two or three serious girlfriends, and then he met Megan and got married. I mean, he needs a timeout. He needs to just relax. And, And that's what they were saying on that show is that it wasn't that Harry never wanted to do this before. It was that he now had the support of someone he loved who said, I've got your back. If this is what you want to do, I'm there with you. 
Because according to the show, Harry, his friend, Harry's been talking about this for a long time. Before Megan. Oh, now, now. I think that we will agree to disagree on, <laughs> on old Harry and Megan. I think we both agree on Harry. I think, I think Megan, I think Megan took a time out and, and told her family, this is what we're doing. <laughs> Going on a little permanent vacation guys. Um, yeah, I think it'll be interesting to watch. It's interesting because it's family dynamics and we all deal with it. And it is, you know, um, there are, are definitely times that people need breaks from their family. And I get that. Um, so we'll just kind of see how, we'll, we'll see how uh, things play out in the future. Um we can use this recording yeah. as a reference as to when we are going to, um, after Harry, no, I'm sorry, after William becomes king, we'll be able to reference back to this show and say, ah, see, we all thought that Harry would be back by now. But really, it's when we realized that Harry is, is running the local courtyard motel and enjoying his, his camping life or something in Canada and... Megan's Megan's back on TV. Just saying. So. As a side note, did you ever remember seeing William with a full beard? William? Yes. No, but I would like on, it. On the show last night, they had a picture of a young William and Harry. I think Harry was probably in his 20s. And William had full beard and mustache. I was like, I'm, who is that? And then I was turning around, I'm like, that's William. I'm I'm looking it up because I don't believe you. Oh, wait. Hello. That is young. <laughs> yeah. Well, he still had a full head of hair. So <laughs> it's been a while. So they were young. But I was like, I've never seen him with a full beard. 2008. Yeah. I don't ever remember seeing that. And they showed on TV last night. And I was kind of set up like, who's that? Oh, that's William. No, but I, mean, I think it looks better off. I'm also seeing that there's a photo of uh, Prince Charles back in the day when he was real young and he had a beard uh-huh. and I didn't uh-huh. remember that either, but um, interesting. I encourage I don't people know. to go take a look at that, oh, but he was just a baby. He was young. <laughs> Funny. And okay. Well, again, we say it every time, but we encourage you to go watch the crown Jeanette and go see what some of this history is. We're getting into the se- the next season um, will involve Diana and the boys. Um, the most recent season. So are we going to really find out what happens when we see Megan on the crown? Maybe. Oh, I hope it goes that long. Oh, I hope it goes that deep. Um, I have to fast forward, skip over some things. Skip over Bernie. <laughs> well, Camilla was on this past season. So we saw the original connection between Charles and Camilla and the connection of Anne, Charles's sister, to Camilla. Mm-hmm. I didn't know any of that business. Like Parker Boyles, you know, that was her name before. The mm-hmm. man, what was it, Andrew Parker Boyles or whoever Camilla's first husband 
Camilla's husband. Yeah. Whenever the king and queen told Charles, you can't marry her, or didn't tell him you, sh- you can't, they, they brought to attention reasons why he should not marry Camilla, because he wanted to. Um, but it turns out they discovered her because Anne was hooking up with Mr. Parker Boyles while Charles was hooking up with Camilla. What? Yeah, did, I had no idea that Anne had this connection to it. Anne was with this scandal. Camilla's husband. That's got to be awkward family dinners. <laughs> I'm telling you. And in the, that's one of the most brilliant parts of The Crown is the casting they did for Anne. It was fantastic. She, she's like my new favorite person. Like, I, she's, she's a little slutty and a little, like, trampy in it. But she also says what she thinks and she doesn't stand for it. She, you know, she kind of um, goes and does her royal duties and then she goes and does duties with other people at other times too. Like it's, it's really interesting. So. So is this Diana, they have Diana now with the young boys or they're just born or. No, Diana has not been in the, she'll be in the next season. Okay, next season. Okay. Yep. So, which has not come out yet. So, we haven't seen it, but we know that they've announced, like, that's what they're up to. You know, Charles is going to, I'm sure, be married or be getting married or something at the beginning of the season. Okay. Yeah. So, now's the time to catch up. It's on Netflix. It's super easy. And some of it's pretty juicy. So, just throwing it out there. All right. right. Well, we're we're not going to keep anybody any longer. We've talked some deep subjects like deep dives, serious things too. We did. You know? so a lot yeah. of this stuff is very serious. But okay, so I'm going to go through the housekeeping. Um, as some of okay. you may have seen, we have taken everything off Facebook or we're just not posting to Facebook anymore. I'm going strictly Instagram, which means, Jeanette, I need your support on this. Yeah, I got to figure out my login and password. I'm, I'm on it. I can't get on it. <laughs> I have my daughter and her friends like it. <laughs> Good. There you go. We can, I, I stay fairly clean on there. It's a lot of imagery and posting about the show. That's about it. Um, so we are now strictly on Instagram. Encourage you guys to go look us up. It's at Chick Chatter. And um, shoot me a note, send us uh, some topics you want to hear about, anything uh, that you'd like us to talk on. And we will be back very soon with some other pressing things that just didn't quite feel right to talk about today because we had stuff to catch up on from the holiday time and all of this that's happened. But um, we will be back with a little bit more normal, scattered show next episode. And so we hope to hear from you before then. Otherwise, we hope you are subscribing, clicking, reviewing, sending us messages, whatever it is you like to do, wherever you like to listen. And please go check out some other shows over on TheMesh.TV. It's TheMesh.TV. We have something for everybody up there. And uh, sometimes you might find us cross-pollinating a little bit, showing off some of the other shows. You might never know where we're going to appear. So please go check out the rest of the lineup and uh, let us know what you think. All right, Jeanette. All right. Go hang out with your um, pictures of Megan, and I'll go um, 
watch more of the crown. Yeah. Look at pictures of William with his full beard. Ah, <laughs> noted. Will do. All right. Well, you take care and Hey, I appreciate you. I appreciate you doing this and I miss seeing you face to face, but, um, I love that we get to do this little, little deal. Um, and it's fun and I appreciate you. I appreciate you. Thanks very Margaret. All right, guys, we will talk to you next time on chick chat. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you on the flip side. You've been listening to The Mesh, an online media network of shows and programs ranging from business to arts, sports to entertainment, music to community. All programs are available on the website as well as through iTunes and YouTube. Check us out online at themesh.tv. Discover other network shows and give us feedback on what you just heard.